Well, it's great to be here and it's great to see you here. So welcome this morning to City Builders. I don't know everyone here, but we'll get to know each other a little bit over the next (laughs) um, half an hour. So um, I'm going to talk this morning about increasing your capacity or how to expand your capacity because I really believe that that's been the miracle of my life (laughs) over the last couple of years. And it's just something that I've really had on my heart um, for the whole church is how do we really increase our capacity um, to contain and um, put on the ground what God's wanting to do in our hearts, in our lives, and also in the city. So, I just, (laughs) Elliot whispered something to me before, it was really funny. So, I've got a three and a one-year-old, and I was tucking him into bed the other night, and as I gave him a kiss goodnight, he said to me, Mummy, you're the vegetable mummy. I was like, oh, okay. And then he goes, and Daddy, Daddy's the lolly daddy. I was like, I said, that's really interesting information, Elliot. I'm going to take that. Thank you. And he just said to me before, is Daddy looking after me this morning? I was like, yes. So I'm just like scared at some point I'll hear like the rustle of a bag of lollies and they'll have a sugar high. So I apologise in advance if that happens, (laughs) but just whatever gets them through. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to talk about expanding your capacity and Pastor Brian started off the year talking to us as a church about the God of the upgrade. If you haven't listened to those messages, they're available online and on the podcast and they are fantastic that we serve a God of the upgrade. He isn't interested in just giving you a portion to last your life. He is interested in taking you on a journey where he upgrades you and takes you from level to level to level and from glory to glory. And I truly believe that. Um, And as a church, that's what we want. We want to be a church that's upgraded. As an individual, that's what I want. I want to be a person that's upgraded. And Pastor Brian used the analogy the other week about an iPad or an iPhone. And it's amazing, like you can do anything on it. You can access information, you can pay bills. I mean, I run part of my business off it. It's incredible. But if you don't keep the software upgraded, it just becomes useless. It slows down, you can't access things, it gets bugs. And we're the same. We need to upgrade our software, we need to upgrade our mentality and our thinking patterns and our habits so that we can continue to function the way God's created us to function. Every time I take a photo on my phone at the moment, it says, your memory's full. And it's so frustrating. And I know I can go online and I can pay money to get more storage and more memory, but I'm really tight, so I don't want to. So I just put up with it. But I don't know if you've ever felt like your storage was at capacity or like my life's at capacity. I know for a really long time, that's how I felt. I felt like just one more drop in the bucket was going to send me into a breakdown. Like just one more thing, one more job, one more requirement, one more chance, anything. And it was just kind of like going to make me spill over. I don't know if anyone's ever felt like that. Have you ever felt like that? It's like I'm at my limit. Well, that's not how God created us to be. It's not how he created us to live. So what is capacity? So if you look at the dictionary, the dictionary says it's the maximum amount something can contain or the maximum amount amount something can produce. So it's got to do with your ability to hold and contain things and your ability to produce things. 
So how much can we hold? How much can I hold in my spirit? How much can I hold in my life? And how much can I produce? So your capacity, it's linked to your spirit, your soul and your body. So physically, am I able to do what needs to be done? I have tried three times to train for a half marathon and I haven't got there yet, but it's on the bucket list and I'm going to try again. But you start off and you can like run 500 metres and then a few weeks in you can run two kilometres and then a month in you can run five kilometres and your physical capacity keeps growing, growing because you keep going back. In terms of your spirit, are you able to pick up in your spirit what God is saying and carry that word, carry that word forward? And in terms of your soul, are you able to deal with the twists and turns of life or does one thing throw you off all the time? I know I've been there, like it's like one thing and you kind of emotionally spiral. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, Um, but that's all linked into your capacity. But often our perceived capacity, it is shaped by our current situation or our past experiences or our belief. But what you think your capacity is right now, it might not actually be an accurate measure of your potential. So I believe that God has created us for a purpose and then he's put inside you a capacity um, and the ability to do that thing. But oftentimes, if you've been through struggles and trials, which we all have, we form our own sort of self-limiting beliefs about what we're capable of doing. And then we take that and we say, well, this is who I am. This is my capacity. I used to say this to Joel all the time, like, this is my capacity. Like, stop asking me for more. I am at capacity. You don't understand. And he kept saying, you're not. Like, there's another level. There's more. I really believe, like, God's saying, there's more, Sarah. There's more, Sarah. And I was just like, back off. Like, and it's really hard to escape someone when you live in the same house as them. <laughs> I was like, I'm at capacity. And he was saying, no. And what I learned was that I had come up with what I thought my capacity was. And it was based on a past situation. And it actually no longer applied to my life. And what a shame if you lived your whole life thinking that this was your capacity. And it was based off an old season and a past season of your life. Like that would just be devastating. So if you look in Isaiah 54, I won't read the whole chapter. I'll just read a little bit and then if you're interested in going back and having a look at it. But it's the prophet speaking to the church and he uses a picture of a barren woman and she's built her home basically and she hasn't got room in her home for anything other than herself because she doesn't have children, she can't have children. And what he begins, the, the prophet says, "'Sing, O barren, you who have not born.'" Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants shall inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited." So the chapter is talking about the church. It's talking about Zion. And this is what God is saying that our inheritance is. And if you keep reading through, it goes on to list a whole heap of promises to the church. 
you will not be forsaken, I will be with you um, no matter what your enemies say to you, I will keep you safe, all of these things that goes on. But the starting point is so interesting. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. At that point, she had no reason to. She has no children. But he's saying, no, no, do it. Enlarge it. Stretch out your tent. Open up the dwelling. Begin to stretch open the ropes. Put down the, um, the tent pegs in one translation. It says, like, hammer them in deep. You know, like it's talking about putting it on the ground deeply. And it, then it goes on, because of that action, I'm going to do this. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you and all of these promises that follow. But the starting point is to stretch out. So I'm just going to go through. It's a little, I'm sorry if it's kind of a little bit jumpy because I've kind of put it into four points, but I feel like they kind of all overlap. So we'll just see how we go, how we go if that's all right. So I'm kind of going to give you four aspects of life that I believe impact on your capacity and some things you can do in those aspects to begin to increase your capacity to really capture what God is doing and to grow. So the first one is purpose or vision. The second is provision. The third is perspective. And the fourth, I've called it push, and I'll, um, I'll explain that when we get to it. So your purpose and vision, why are we here? What am I believing for over my life? What is the prophetic word that is guiding me? Provision is the, God's promise is that he always provides what is needed to complete, complete the assignment, always, period. No exceptions, he always does. Perspective, how are we seeing, what are we seeing? And push, which is faith and action. Faith is an action as well as a belief. And faith creates the capacity to carry God's promises in our life. And push You've got to learn to push outside your comfort zone if you're going to expand in any area of your life. I'm going to talk to a second to the person here, and I'm sure there's some of you, <laughs> that is going through a challenging season. Because I know I've sat in church before and I've been walking through a challenging season and the word is push, um, lift up your eyes, and it can feel like, <laughs> how? Like, how do I do that? I want to just say something to you that if you're what you're experiencing right now, it is not your complete story. It's not even a major storyline. It might just be a page. It might be a couple of chapters. I don't know. But it is a very small part of a really long book. So I just want you to know that the bigger the problem, the bigger the promise, the bigger the provision... I have that on my mirror. The bigger the problem, the bigger the promise, the bigger the provision. So I don't know what you're walking through, but I do know that God is faithful. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your concern. And I want to encourage you to keep going. Keep going through. I remember, as Pastor Brian was saying earlier, a few, yeah, quite a few years ago now, I went through a really, really challenging time, a really difficult time. And I remember one day him saying to me, you're going through hell right now. I was like, yes, that's how it feels. I feel like I'm going through hell. And he said, keep going. Don't stay there. Keep going. Just keep on going. And I want to encourage you that for that. God isn't waiting for you to find your strength. He's waiting for you to surrender to his. 
Because often I think we celebrate the strength of God when we hit the mountaintop. It's easy like when the miracle has kind of happened or the growth has happened to celebrate the strength of God. But we actually don't experience the strength of God on the mountaintop. We experience it when we're in the valley. So I just want to say to you, don't reduce your God-given assignment down to your current capacity. So this morning, I'm going to preach to the potential that's inside of you. And I'm not doing that because I'm being unsympathetic for your situation. I'm doing that because I want something to spark on the inside of your spirit that maybe you can't even see. And I want to speak and preach to that part of you, that part that God has created and wants to unlock in you. Is that okay? Cool. (laughs) So the first point, purpose and vision. So to understand our capacity, we have to understand our purpose and we need a vision because otherwise, what's it for? Like, why stretch your capacity? Why grow? Why get better unless we have a vision or a picture of where we're going? So if we're going to believe God for growth and upgrade, we have to have a picture of why and where. It doesn't need to be specific. Like I remember when we opened, we bought Victoria Hall and we were exploring options. We didn't have a specific thing. It's going to look exactly like this, but we had a kind of what I call a guiding post. So you need a guiding post. You need that thing that you can come back to when life gets tough. Um, When you have a rough day, you can come back to and you say, this is why I am doing what I am doing. This is my guiding post. Um, so God, does, who here believes that God created you? Good. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> I believe that God created you and I don't think he would take the time to create you, to find and appoint a place in history for you to be born and to live if he was then not going to give you everything that you needed in order to live that out. Do you believe that? because I don't think God's a cruel God. I don't think he would say, "Um, Libby, I'm going to send Libby and she's going to be a doctor and this will be her, um, you know, a piece of her purpose if he wasn't going to then equip her with what she needed to see that as just as an example. So your passions, your talents, your gifts, the things that you love to do, they have been put inside of you by a God who loves you and has created you for a purpose. And they've been given to you in order for you to use them to to fulfill the God-given potential on your life. They are precious, sacred things that are connected to the purposes and plans of God on your life. So your purpose is why you were here. Like, why why are you here? (laughs) Why are we here? Why why am I here in 2020? Um, Why are we in sale? Why did God call Pastor Brian and Lynn to sale? Why did God call me to Pastor Brian and Lynn? Why has God planted me in this place? These are all parts of our purpose. And a really great practice is to write them out, stick them up where you can see them, look at them every day. And so you know, like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And if you don't have a great, if you don't have a starting point, start in the church that God's planted you. Like if I don't know, if I can't see what God's asking me personally to do, a great starting point is, well, where's God put me? Who has he put me with? And what is he saying to that place? So when God gives a vision to Pastor Brian, that's my inheritance. It's not just about them or if God gives Pastor Julian and Heidi something. It's not about them. It's actually a part of my inheritance. So that's a great place to start if you're not really sure. 
So a tip is write out the vision, write out the purpose, look at it and have it in front of you. If you want to grow your faith and you want to grow your capacity, you have to practice dreaming big. You have to practice dreaming really big. <laughs> um, in the message translation of the, that verse, Isaiah 54, the um, heading of it is spread out, think big. When they've translated that verse, that's what they've named the chapter is think big. You have to learn to think big. And I don't know if you find that challenging or not. Um, I live with somebody that thinks extra, like scarily big. <laughs> um, and I've learnt to think bigger than what I would ever have naturally found comfortable. And it's a really great thing. It's a really great thing to learn to expand your mind about the possibilities and what God could potentially do. So the second aspect was provision. I think oftentimes we don't take on more because we don't think we have what it takes um, to make it happen. <laughs> or we just don't think we've got what it takes. But one of the most consistent aspects of God's character towards his children is that he is, the God of, he is a provider. It's one of the most consistent aspects of his, of his character in the scripture is that he is a provider. Um, so there's two kinds of scriptures when we look at provision, like you can go through and have a look at a few scriptures of provision and generally I feel like they fall into two kind of categories. One is it that they either describe the promises of God, so I will supply all your needs or you will not lack. So in Philippians it says, my God will supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory. It's a promise, it's a promise to us. Or the second kind is it'll say what you need to do in order to unlock that provision over your life. So it gives you a key. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So God's giving you a key to unlock provision over your life. Seek first. The key is in the priorities. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Another one, honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord is giving you. It's a key to unlock that blessing over your life. And off, nearly, I, I mean, when I've been looking at those scriptures, the keys to unlocking provision, it's usually about giving, surrender, priority, or honour. If you begin to look through, those are the kinds of things you begin to see. <clears throat> I don't know if anyone here is um, into the self-help genre of books. <laughs> no? I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> I just... I just love looking at self-help stuff. I find it really fascinating and I listen to lots of different podcasts and things and I found it really, really interesting. One of the biggest themes at the moment in the self-help world is um, this idea of like self-love or sort of self-preservation. So looking after yourself first. You are number one priority and you need to fill up your own cup first, look after yourself and preserve your energy and I think it's probably come out of a place of brokenness, people feeling broken um, and depressed and anxious. And so people have then translated it into, you need to fill your own cup first, preserve yourself, look after yourself. But it's actually not a biblical principle. Um, we need to be smart, yes, we need to look after ourselves, yes, we need to set boundaries, yes, we need to do all of those things. 
but the idea of self-preservation is not biblical at all. When we look at the Bible, it's all about giving and sacrifice first, and then the provision comes. Um, and if you look through history at the people that have done incredible things, you know, inspiring historic figures, I mean, even Jesus, he's more than a historic figure, but if you look back, the number one characteristic that they had was that they gave selflessly and they just gave of themselves. And I think we need to be careful in this kind of climate at the moment where it's all about self-preservation that we lose the power of giving and generosity and the key that that unlocks over our life. Because when we prioritise correctly, provision always flows. The scripture says it, and any time I've ever tested it in my own life, I know that that is true. If you want to increase your capacity to receive, increase your capacity to give. I know that that's a challenging concept, especially when you're feeling like one last drop in the bucket, it's going to tip me over the edge. I fully understand that. But I know that this is true. Um, in Joel and my own life, not when I'm not saying that we're perfect, but something that I can look back on a number of times and see really clear periods where we felt moved by the Holy Spirit to give in a certain way and it's usually been an uncomfortable way and it's usually been when we've at, been at a point where we're like I don't know how like I don't know how this is going to get done you know I it happens all the time we're building the, the building at the moment and it's huge <laughs> and at times it's overwhelming and we get to the point where we're like like how are we going to do this how are we going to finish this and every time we feel moved by the Holy Spirit to give in some way, and every time something breaks open almost immediately afterwards. Um, I remember a time back in, I think it was 2012, 13 or something like that, Joel and I both just felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to us about giving in a certain way. So we, we did that, even though it was a stretch. Within a month, Joel got a new job, like literally out of the blue. Within six months, he'd been promoted three times. And that job actually gave us the ability to save the seed that in the future released him to be able to take time off work to, to help here and then the seed to help build, uh, to start um, Victoria Hall. And that was a long time ago. That was seven years ago that God spoke to us about giving in a certain way. And it unlocked something that set us up that we could then sow in the future, if that makes sense. So I just know that God is faithful in this way. And it's not just about money, time, energy, a life of generosity, it just always attracts attention. It always attracts divine provision. I'm gonna give you a little tip on giving. This is something I've learnt over the last few years and it's probably more in the area of our energy. I don't know if anyone's ever felt like I don't have the energy to do what God's asking me to do. I don't know if it has anyone ever felt like that, just like a bit drained in their energy levels. Yeah. So some days we feel 100%. Do you ever have days where you're just like, I'm invincible, like take me on world. <laughs> I've got this. Do you ever feel like invincible? Some, I'm, it's been a while. There's only like two people that's put their hand up to that. <laughs> it's been a while, but years ago I used to go to the gym it hasn't happened for a long time. And you'd come home and you'd just be like, I'm king of the world, you know, and I'd be shadow boxing Joel and cooking dinner. And I was just like all of this energy and you just felt amazing. But then some days 
you feel like 30%. Do you ever feel like 30%? I know lots of hands are going to go up to that one. You feel like 30%. And guess what? That's life. That is life. Some days you will feel 100%. Some days you will feel 30%. But I want to give you a key. If you want to learn to increase your capacities, or your capacity, on the day you feel 30%, learn to give 100% of your 30%. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not a mathematician. I don't know if that stacks up logically. All the doctors in the room are smiling, so probably not. (laughs) But what I mean is, whatever you've got, learn to sew it in, no strings attached, no uh, reservations, with all your energy, with all your um, like power and with full expectation that God will use that 30% or that 40% or that 60%. Does that make sense? And every day that I've approached a day like that where I've woken up, I'm like, I don't know how this day is going to happen. I'm tired, I'm drained. You have a double shot coffee and you're still tired and drained. You know, every day that I've gone, no, I've got 40%, I'm on 40%, but I'm going to give it all. By the end of the day, my energy's increased because it's actually about the way, it's actually about your attitude and your mindset. It's not actually about what you can give. It's how you approach it and it's how you learn to surrender what you have available to you. Number three, perspective. So what are you seeing? What do you see? How are you seeing? If you want to increase your capacity, if you want to grow, you've got to make sure that what you're seeing and how you're seeing is correct. It's linked back to the vision. It's linked to the prophetic words that are over your life. Absolutely. But it's also about learning to practice some things in your life. One key is learning to lift up your eyes. Learn to go back and look at it again. If you are struggling with something or if you feel like you keep hitting the same wall, learn to lift up your eyes. There is in Genesis 22 when Abraham takes, God asks Abraham to take his son Isaac, his precious, precious boy, to take him up to the mountain and sacrifice him. So Abraham (laughs) takes him up and I'm pretty sure Abraham's perspective of God right then would have been pretty low. (laughs) I, I don't know, if it was me, I would have been like, seriously, God? Like, I would have been feeling pretty jaded. But he keeps on being obedient and he's praying. And it says in th- verse 13, it says, Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked up. And behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. He said, Abraham raised his eyes and looked up. Sometimes um, we're not looking at things right and we make so many decisions based on what we see, how we see and what we think and how we think. But sometimes our perspective gets a, a bit jaded and we're not seeing it right. A tip, if you want to figure out where your perspective's at, if you want to have a bit of a snapshot into what you're believing and thinking and what's kind of how you're viewing things, check the way you're speaking. It is a great way to get a, a bit of an access point to where, you're, where you are. Because the way we see things is shaped by our belief systems, and that forms a foundation that we build our life upon. 
So if we're going to build our life upon something, it's going to be what's coming out of our mouth. You can't separate the two. So what's coming out of our mouth? And I just wanted to talk about that just for a second, because I think that often we think that our words and our tongues are a release. You know, I'm just going to get this off my chest. I'm going to release this out into the atmosphere and it's going to serve me well. You absolutely need people that you can go to and have those conversations. You need a good friend where you can get stuff off your chest and you can talk it out and what do they call it? Oh, it's actually gross, verbal, yeah. Verbal what? Venting, great, that's a good one. Um, Just vent it, you need to have that. But don't deceive yourself. Your words and your tongue, they're not a release. They're actually a rope. When you speak, that word comes out and it ties itself to something and you will be pulled into whatever your words tie you to. So negativity is a curse and it'll only bring negative, negative things into your life. So the truth is that when you speak, it tethers to something and it's either life or death. So particularly how you speak over your situation and how you speak over yourself and how you speak over the people that you are called to be in covenant with. You have to stop and examine that because if you are always speaking out criticism, then your life will be tied to criticism and it's going to be that criticism that pulls you forward. Does that make sense? If you always speak out lack, I, I lack in every area of my life, you're tying your life to lack. So you have to watch how you're seeing what you're seeing and how you're speaking out because when you speak, you will either enhance your capacity or you'll limit it. I'm, you limit yourself by your words. I lack at all things. I'm not good at this. I am fearful of things, you know, and you are limiting yourself. You have to learn to speak it out. Another thing on perspective, I hope, does this sound negative? I hope it's not, <laughs> everyone's just like, <laughs> okay, good, because I've got one more. <laughs> um, one other thing on perspective is that sometimes there's things in our life that we're ungrateful for, but they're actually gifts. They're situations, they're scenarios, they're things that God has given in order to shape something in your life that couldn't be shaped and formed in any other scenario. So if I look back on the season when I went through depression, (laughs) um, Clements, (laughs) um, I can truly thank God for that season because I learned things about God and about myself that I would not have ever learned in any other scenario. So I don't think that God set me up for depression I think that life happened, I responded in certain ways and that's where I ended up. But I do believe that there are things in your life that you think are a curse, they're actually a gift that God wants to use to shape something amazing in your life. So what are you seeing and how are you speaking? And the last point is um, push, I've just called it push, um, or faith. You will not grow in any area of your life if you're not prepared to get outside your comfort zone. I'm sorry, (laughs) I wish there was another way. But the truth is, if you are fearful, the only way to overcome that is to go through situations that make you afraid. It's the only way. If you um, 
struggle with intimidation, the only way to get through that is to learn to build resilience into your life. And you will do that by being in situations where you feel intimidated or out of your comfort zone. So one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last few years is that discomfort, although it's not enjoyable, it's actually an opportunity for growth. And it's a sign that God is wanting to put something on the ground in your life. And I've learned to rejoice in the discomfort and in the season. I'm not saying I enjoy every aspect. I'm not saying we don't have moments of frustration and angst. We absolutely do. But know that discomfort is actually an opportunity for growth. Our default is to pull back from discomfort and find a comfort zone because we like to be comfortable. But I wanna encourage you, don't do that. Learn to say no to your comfort zone. Learn to say, this is not my limit anymore and I'm gonna push out of this and I'm gonna find another level because God will be faithful when you do that. And you have to learn to persevere. Some of the greatest breakthroughs in your life will come because you learnt to go back again and again and again and again and again. I absolutely believe that. So I have a goal of one day running a half marathon. I don't know when it will happen. But the, ish, the, 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 the thing for me is actually not the when I do it. It's that I keep going back and starting that journey again. Every year, every few months, I'm going back. I got injured, that's okay, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna start again. You've gotta learn to go back again and again and again. It doesn't matter if you get it right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect because it's not about perfection, it's about progress. We as humans, we value performance. That's what we see. How does something perform? Um, am I feeling like I'm performing well? <laughs> That's how we grade ourselves. It's not how God grades us. God doesn't care about the performance. God sees our heart. And what he's looking at is, are you prepared to keep going on the journey? Are you prepared to keep persevering and keep progressing forward even when it's tough? Does that make sense? So I just want to encourage you that your current situation or how you feel, it does not have to be your level. God has a higher level. He's got another level and he's got another place that he wants to take you to. I just want to finish by explaining, it was 2013, I think it was, Pastor Brian had a word for Joel. He sort of alluded to it before. But there was a bit of a backstory. <laughs> Basically, Joel and I had been at loggerheads <laughs> over whether or not to pursue something that we felt like God had put on our hearts. Joel felt it was the right time and I just was like, no way, this, <laughs> the timing is, is wrong here. And I was really struggling to find my peace with what God was asking us to do. I was really struggling with it because I did have a history of feeling like every time the pressure cooker came, I'd have a breakdown. <laughs> So my past experience had trained me to say, mm -mm, that's too far, that is too much and I'm not going there. <laughs> so we were wrestling with this thing and I came to church one Sunday and Pastor Brian called us out and he had a word over our lives and he said, um, I just want to announce that it is time. And I laughed. <laughs> 
because I was like, great. Like, if God, your husband, and your pastor gang up on you, what option do I have? I was just like, what am I meant to? I was like, seriously? And he said, it is time. Um, and he spoke a number of things over our life, but one of them was in the area of, the, of capacity. And I honestly felt like I went to sleep that night and I woke up a slightly different person. Sorry. God miraculously did something in my heart when I went to bed that night. But then the next day, life got harder. <laughs> so often we use our circumstances as a gauge for whether, God, whether we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Got to let it go. Got to stop doing that. So um, Joel was working very long hours. <laughs> we had a little baby at home at that stage, Elliot. Cobb Co. was about to start. I knew that he'd be super busy. And he was like, let's buy this massive building and start a gazillion businesses. Thank you. And it's going to be amazing. And I was just like, I just can't do that. Even though it was actually like the dream that we'd spoken about for a really long time. I was like, "Mm -mm, I can't do that. I've got a baby and it's just not happening. But I felt like God had shifted something on the inside of me. So I made a decision. I was going to be radically faithful to that word, even in I, when I didn't feel like it. Sorry, I actually don't feel sad. It's just women's emotions, you can't understand them. We don't even, so guys, don't stress. Um, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to be radically faithful to that word. And then a few months later, I fell pregnant (laughs) with the second baby. And I was like, are you serious? Like I was already at breaking point and now we're having another baby. And that pregnancy, it's actually really interesting. I was diagnosed with something called interuterine growth restriction, which basically meant that my placenta wasn't functioning. So Clements wasn't kind of growing at the rate that they wanted her to grow. So all of a sudden I was like, God, you're speaking to me about capacity and giving and my ability to give. And I'm pregnant with a child that has a condition and I'm not even able, like, do you know what I mean? My body's not doing what it's meant to do to grow this baby. And all of a sudden I was like, God, you've got to, it's, it's on you, you know, like, and every time we spoke to Pastor Brian, he was like, this baby will be strong, this baby will be fine, she'll be a winner, she'll be a fighter, which she's doing right now, um, she, <laughs> she's going to be fine, and you know what, the last two years, I've just kept coming back to that word, that you are capable of so much more than you set your mind, than you think in your mind, but you've got to put in the work. And I don't mean that like as a negative thing. Like my, I felt like God did something miraculous in me, but then I felt like I had to get really disciplined and I had to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and I needed to just keep work, walking it out in my life and putting it on the ground. Those areas around what I was looking at, what I was um, listening to, how I was speaking, all of those things have been big keys in that journey and I hope that you feel encouraged and took something away from that this morning. But I just wanna encourage you that God has a purpose over your life and he has a purpose in this house 
for this city and for this region and you are a part of that and you should not let your past situations, your current situations or circumstances limit your ability to connect and be a part of that future. It's um, not God's best for you and I just want to encourage you really to trust God for an increase in your capacity and your ability to walk out the season that he has you in at the moment. So that's just what I really felt. I think we should give her a really big hand. That was just great. It's, it's real, all of it, because we know the journey. We know the journey, so it's amazing. So we thank God. Incredible. You know, it's not just someone up here just telling their story. This is here because someone said yes in their heart. And someone who, who uh, looked like, you know, they had very limited capacity. But God spoke to us. And I uh, remember saying to Joel, I said, I believe this is God. And Sarah will come on the journey and she'll pass you. Here she is, amazing. So I just think uh, you're going to have, you know, you're going to leave your imprint on this city. I know that. And your ministry to women and leaders and just absolutely fabulous. The word was spot on. It's great. It's, it's, It's the word of God. So I'm thankful.